This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. watch this week my name is mike my name is john and uh we're gonna talk about shows and stuff that we that we managed to watch uh we're this this episode is still being affected by the power outage mayhem yeah in a number of ways because i'll tell you straight up right now like uh some of these shows i went to watch on my on demand and yeah. they weren't there so like arrow this week or from last week when the power was out, just not yeah. there. You can look it on demand and it'll be like episode one, two, three, four, six. Yeah. Like five is just gone. Well, for clarification purposes, we're only going to talk about shows that aired up until November 5th. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this on the 8th. So anything that aired, hey, there's a CMP truck driving by. That's weird. Uh-oh. Anything that was <laughs> recorded on, well, that's, I said, I don't need you. Go right. away. Um, but anything that was recorded that 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 has aired since Monday the six on we're not talking about. So, anyways, um, well, Arrow. I mean, I have the the CW app. That's how because I don't I don't have the cable, so I have the CW app uh, on my Roku. That's how I watch Arrow, and it was on there. Okay, yeah. Well, that was the other thing is it was just time, and I know you know about that. You know, there yeah. were some things that I just I didn't have the time between work and work and not having power, yeah. so. I got a pretty decent chunk of shows um, yeah. that I did watch, but it's nowhere near what we usually do. Hopefully, this next coming week, we'll be all caught up. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I could save us some time on Arrow, if you'd like. I mean, I still recommend you, you give it a watch. Oh, of course I will. Um, but I, I, I'll just say it this way. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm giving you spoilers now, John. Now, also remember that you hadn't watched it last week, so we've got to review two episodes. Correct. Correct. I had, but I'm I'm all caught up on. Well, the last couple of days off, I was able. I watched both, so I'm caught up on all the DC on CW shows. I watched both Supergirls, both Flashes, both Just uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and both Arrows. I just watched yesterday. Excellent. And I'm all caught up, other than that one episode of Arrow. So okay. So basically, with Arrow, you know what's happened. The last episode we watched, episode two, which is crazy to think that we're only up to episode four. Uh, on all these shows, but basically John's going to tell, you know, Oliver about his nerve damage. And then he's like, I want you to be the arrow. And I'm truly shocked to say that we've had two episodes of John as the arrow. Yeah. Shocked and a little disheartened. Yeah. I, I knew like, he was going to be in the second one. I just don't know everything that happened. I figured we'd have one episode of him as the arrow, but whatever. And then we find out at the, uh, and, and they make him a crossbow. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Because it's so, like a anyways, gun, so it'll be more tailored to right. you. Right, right. And, of course, John's nerve damage is under control. That's because he's taking drugs about it. Yep. So we're going to make him an addict. 
Yeah. So essentially, yeah. So essentially, episode three is at the end of it. He's injecting himself and steadying his arm because you know, uh, in that episode they were drugs are bad. They worked in that episode together as a team where John has leadership issues he has to address, and but they're taking on a uh, CIA operatives that are releasing nerve gas damaging people to kill people uh, to hide a cover-up that they stole a billion dollars of gold or some shit like that, hundreds of millions of dollars in gold. You know, that old story. It, was, it, was, it wasn't a good episode. No. Let's just put it that way. No, it was uh, an episode, error episode. <laughs> exactly. Episode four follows suit. In, in this one, we bring back um, Caden James. Remember? That when um, Felicity and the team helped Helix release Caden James, break him out of the high. Oh security yeah, he was in. Okay, well, um, Caden James is, is 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 Linus Michael. Oh, Michael Emerson. Michael Emerson, thank you. Oh, I love so him. he played. So yeah, that's kind of cool. But unfortunately, he was arrowed. You know. Uh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the show opens up with Laurel seems to be Laurel is there killing people. We don't know why. Turns out that <laughs> this is amazing. It turns out the three people she killed include one of them who's a kid, like a teenager. And they don't show us. They don't show her being killed. They just show the adults. Apparently, these people all have access to the global Internet infrastructure. Oh, <sighs> Okay. I'm getting a phone call. You're probably going to get here in a couple minutes. Yeah, they all have access to this, you know, and, and they're going to take down the internet. So this is all about Kate and James and his team wanting to take down the internet, uh, okay. allegedly. And they need the fingerprints of these three people because the three of them they can access the big server room at once type of crap. Okay. Um, of course, they, they stop them. Well, yeah. And that's about it. Um, they, they want to take down the internet because they're tired of people looking at porn. I don't know. They, they, sorry, the international domain name directory is what oh, okay. they want. Is what they want to take down. Gotcha. Because that'll cause the internet to crash. Yep. Makes so sense. Solid plan. There's a, big, there's a big battle at the directory, which of course several hard drives get destroyed. Naturally, because you know, you know they would. Yeah. And. Um, but they, they saved the day. But in the end, it's just Kate and James is like, oh, well, uh, I just needed the firewall taken down, see? And uh-huh. I got folks to do that for me, see? Because they're digital <laughs> to that, see? Man. Uh, yeah. And so uh, they're – oh, and Felicity and uh, Mr. Terrific startup company that they want to do, that mm-hmm. they've been talking about, it's they finally company. came up with the name, Helix. Okay. Apparently they're gonna they're gonna because they, you know they're gonna create this company together. You you know about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about it for the first three you know last two episodes, first three episodes. Yeah. But they didn't know what they were gonna do or what they were gonna call it. And so they've been so this whole backstory is oh what are we gonna call it? What are we gonna call it? So at the end they decided they're gonna call it Helix. And apparently uh, Elena there, the girl that worked for Helix, the underground hacker group, mm-hmm. uh, said, oh, you should mass produce your spinal implant to help people walk. And so it's like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. <laughs> it took somebody on the outside to tell her that? Yeah, so that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that has to do with Helix how? Yeah, that's the name of their group they're going to call themselves. Okay. Their name of their company, they're going to call themselves as Helix because it's a cool name. Oh, oh and, so it's just the cool name thing. It's yeah, not- yeah, yeah. Oh, it has nothing to do with them exactly. They're just stealing the name. Gotcha. Oh, and also 
um, Curtis made a device to track the sound waves of Laurel's canary cry. Because of he course went, he did. He went all Cisco on her. <laughs> However, However, by the end of the episode, Caden James gives her a device that will prevent him from tracking her. Dun, dun, dun. So they've done away with that in that one episode. Wow. Uh, basically, it's it's 45 minutes of who gives a fuck, uh, followed up by, at the very end, Slade calls Oliver and says he needs his help. Yes. Oliver, I got to go. So I've seen I'm the previews of the next forward one. Yeah. to tomorrow's episode. Yeah. As Deathstroke Returns, and actually that's the name of the title, as a matter of fact. Deathstroke and, Returns. And, yeah. And... You know, so it'll be someplace else. Uh, Oliver's not. Oliver's going to be off being a, a fighter, but not Green Arrow or whatever. Right. And, yeah. So. Well, that's exciting. I'm actually kind of excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, because Deathstroke was cool. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm hoping he's not going to be like the whole story is. You got to help me get my son, and I'm hoping yeah. that it's not going to be a toothless Deathstroke. You know, that it'll be like, he'll, he'll be full force, like, ah, I'm ready to kill. and Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, too. Yep. Um, so, but real quick, they did release a teaser trailer. I have not watched it yet, um, but it's for November 27th. Starts the uh, Crisis on Earth X 4 episode crossover. Okay. Uh, so November, uh, Monday, yeah, Monday, I think it's Monday, November 27th. It starts with Supergirl at 8 o'clock that night. They moved uh, Arrow for one night only to Monday night at 9. So it's going to go Supergirl, Arrow, and then Flash and conclude on Legends. So it'll be okay. a two-night, four-episode event thing. Gotcha. They released a trailer. I did not watch it. I saw the still of them all standing around together. Spoiler, Oliver's dressed up as Green Arrow John's dressed as the as as Guardian. You mean Spartan? I mean Spartan, yeah. So timeline wise, uh, I don't know if they're going to say it, you know when it took place. If it takes place, you know, in, in you know, but whatever. So mm-hmm. you know, there you go. So gotcha. at least, at least by episode eight, he's going to be Arrow back to being <laughs> Arrow. Yeah, it's not surprising at all. Yeah, like so. at all. Anywho, yeah. So that was Arrow. I yep. mean, watch it, but it was yeah, it was what it was. Yep, I'll catch up on it eventually. Yeah. So you're caught up on Supergirl, you said though. Uh, yes, I am. All right, so go. What'd you think? Uh, well, again, are we talking two episodes? I forget. Had you watched the original one? Uh, no, I, I literally had not watched any of the DC shows last week. So the, we the have first to talk about them being on Mars. Yeah. Being on Mars, and so it was the the daddy issues episode, basically. Yes, basically, yes. Because you had John Jones discovers that, you know, there's one green Martian left other than him, and it's his dad. And he's been trapped here and, like, tortured for thousands of years or something. Centuries, at least. Isolation, yeah. Yeah, and so he doesn't believe that it's Sean, and then by the end he does, because, you know, we have to wrap it up in 42 minutes. And it, it was an okay episode, because then that part was okay. Um, yeah. the, the whole flying car thing was kind of funny. Um, but the whole Maggie 
and her father thing. Like basically yeah. she has this tragic backstory where as soon as she dated a girl for the first time, her parents threw her out on the street. Well, threw her out at her aunt's house. They were like, her dad drove her to her aunt's house and was like, you're dead to me. And that was it. She was like a teenager. Yeah, when she came out to her parents, it didn't go well. Yeah, well, she didn't even really come out. It was the other girl's parents who, like, called them and was like, oh, my girl was innocent and your girl was kissing her. And she's like, yeah, I like girls. And Yep. So now it's years later and they're like, oh, but we're going to have the wedding. And, you know, my mom's here, so we should have your dad no matter what. Again, one of these pushing type things, you know. Yeah. I think I know what's right for you. We should have your dad here. He'll yeah. understand. It's been years and dad does not understand. Like he seems but, like hey, he's going to. he shows up. Yep, he does so show up. So they give you that false belief of, hey, you know, mom's not there, but dad's there. He wants to let bygones be bygones. Like he, he wants to have a relationship with his daughter. So you think it's, it's going to go well yeah uh, until the first time he sees them kiss and then he's like nope out of here and his yeah. reasoning was so convoluted as to uh, why was, he didn't like it he basically doesn't like gay people is what it comes down to well it's not just that but he, he bases it on his own persecution when he was younger he's like they right, picked but- on me they ripped on me and i yeah. i rose above and i made a name for us and now you're destroying that name by letting people pick on you and rip on you because you're gay Right, he doesn't like gay people. So yeah. it comes to yep. his justification is, yeah, when he was a kid, he got beat up and called a wetback and insulted and whatnot, and then he rose up and they elected him as their sheriff, so he proved them wrong somehow. Yep. And her, she's spitting in the face of all that because she's decided to be gay. Yep, that is the dumbest reasoning ever. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's just I- like they couldn't think up of anything to say, and without them just saying like, "I don't like gay people," right. The, like the it logic made, does not track in this one. Not at all. It's completely convolutedly stupid. Yep. 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 But um, anyhow, so, so the Green Martians okay episode. Green Martians help the White Martians, you know, make sure they don't get this powerful, you know, mythical staff that can right. kill and destroy all. Uh, which of course they find it, and then Supergirl uses it to to stop the re- you know to help the resistance stop the the, the bad guys, right. the staff of Kolar. Yeah, and um, long of the short, White Martians are continuing the resistance, and John Jones and Papa Jones they're back on Earth together. Yeah, Papa Jones, it's like Papa, Papa Jones. Jones. Yeah, <coughs> they're in. Papa Jones is some like the reason why he was kept alive is because of his knowledge of this staff. Yeah, and reason why they reached out to John Jones to come to Mars was because of uh, they hopefully he could get through to their dad. So basically, you know, um, again, knew about John Jones' dad being alive but didn't tell him. That yep. never surfaced in the episode. You know it's going to come up, though. Probably at some point. Yeah. Um, but anyways, regardless, Papa Jones and John Jones are together on Earth. The White Martians are continuing the resistance. The White Martians said, you take the staff of Kolar with you because it's too powerful for anyone to have here. Yeah. So that'll so, probably be a yeah. thing later on. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. But, yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, Maggie doesn't want kids. Yeah. And that seems to be like the running theme that they want to keep going with over and over. Oh, and they beat the crap out of that in episode four. I was going to say, because when we get to the next episode, that's what it's all about. And I get it. We get a, we get a, um, 
this is okay. Supergirl has always done a good job in our opinion. We've talked about tackling kind of quote unquote real relatable issues. Yep. Especially with their relationship and this and that and everything, how it's portrayed. And then we feel like we take a step back with when we find out why Alex's dad is, doesn't approve or whatever. Yeah. It's just, cause, you know, he, yeah, he has no feet to stand on. He's just a bigot basically. Yep. But then they bring it back with this episode with the revelation of the children thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they handled well. They, oh yeah. I appreciated it. Um, it was it was well done. It wasn't just like, you know, a typical after school special kind of, you know, oh, I want kids. I don't want kids. Okay, well, I'll do it for you. It's a legitimate sticking point for them. And yep. both of them have their own views. You know, Alex goes off on her little thing where she's like, you know, I want all the stuff that mom had with us. I want to be able to scold them. I want to be able to hug them when they have a nightmare. I want to be able to do this and this, be there for their school plays and stuff. Because they have that little touching moment where girls night, you know, turns into let's go see uh, this person who we just met her, but now suddenly we're best friends. Let's go see her daughter uh, perform in the school talent show type thing. And uh, that that was not good singing. No, to that be a was jerk. Not good singing. To be a jerk, that was not good singing. Um, but yeah, so Alex basically has a little bit of a breakdown where she's like, "This is what I want," and if Maggie really doesn't, which Maggie really doesn't, it's not right. It, it, it's kind of like the whole Valentine's thing from the year before. Yeah, you know where she kind of came around to it, but that's just celebrating a holiday. This is a major life thing, and she's like, "No, I don't want kids." So Alex is like, "I don't know if I can have a relationship with her because this is right. what I want. She wants something completely different." Right. It's like to to relate to it for me, like when I first got divorced back in 2012, I I did not want to have any more kids. I was done. I made the decision. I was done. I wasn't going to have any more kids. And when I met Kate. You know, she was like, I want to have at least one kid. And so that was something we really had to discuss and think about. Like, do we want to even take any steps further in this relationship? Because if I absolutely do not want to have kids and she absolutely does want to have kids, then it's not going to work. Right. You know, and I know you can relate to that as well. Absolutely. Whereas once I decided, you know what? Kate's level-headed. You know, there was there was a multitude of reasons why I was like, I, I decided I would have a, a child with her, and so you know, we got married. We have a kid. Well, now to kind of go to the Valentine's Day thing, Kate doesn't want Wesley to believe in Santa Claus because she didn't when she was a kid. She was never led to believe there was such a thing as Santa Claus or whatever, and she thinks it's she thinks it's stupid. Um, I'm all for. You know, perpetuating the lie. Uh, but in this case, I was like, you know what? I got to do it for my first two, whatever. So it wasn't, you know, that, you know what I mean? So like, that's a different battle, yep. obviously, but that was just trying to relate to it to, to the show, I guess. But gotcha. anyways, yeah. <sighs> yeah. We get a rare flashback episode of Supergirl where at the beginning it shows her saving Alex on the plane crash. And a passenger named Thomas uh, Koval, it says here, okay. um, witnessed her on the plane and yes. basically created a cult, uh, cult worshipping her. And again, this was done very believably. It really was. It, it was not like a out of left field, you know, oh, we're going to do – like he legitimately was talking about how she's essentially a god among people and how she has – touched all of their lives if it wasn't for her 
they'd be dead. You know, yeah. she saved us, etc. Yeah. However, he they he then finds a, a a space probe. Yep. That somehow he managed to find and hide all these years, and and basically what it is is it's it's kind of like we've sent out like messenger probes that have samples of Earth and culture and religion and this and that and and this is the same type of thing from Krypton that landed on Earth at some point that he found. Yep. So he has like a Kryptonian Bible that he read or was read to, and this is his, the basis of his belief. Yep. And the thing also apparently has a giant bomb attached to it. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Or what it was is whatever it was made out of when it combined with Earth, it makes it unstable, like it's going to explode and blah, blah, blah. So they do some unrealistic means to find this bomb. Of course, this is where the guy is now a David Koresh, Charles Manson type uh, cult leader where he's like, oh, put yourself in danger so she can rescue you because then you're chosen. Or like, oh, we're going to blow this bomb up at the stadium because she'll rescue everyone. It'll be fine. Right. This is what she does. Yeah, right. And then, you know, the kryptonite from the Earth being in the bomb, the kryptonite affects her abilities. She cuts her hand open to show that she's bleeding, Yep, which was a smart move, by it the way. It was, yeah. Everyone finally flees, and then the only – and they can't deactivate the bomb even when they get the kryptonite away from her. So literally the only thing she can do, which she can't fly, she can't throw it, but apparently she can bull a, burn a big old friggin' hole in the ground. Yep. And they drop it in there and it explodes and everyone lives happily ever after. Thomas goes off to jail and in a surprising turn, Kara visits him. And he – when she had confronted him once before as Kara, he was like, I know you're Supergirl. Yeah. Which – He's like, I looked into the eyes of God. I will never forget that. Exactly. So that's his reasoning for being able to see beyond the glasses. Um <laughs> But he's basically like, oh, no, I'm put on this earth to help you find your way. So, like, he's not going to tell anyone. He's cool being in jail, and he's going to continue to pray to her. So he really is – he is a true believer. Yeah. Could be dangerous, though. Could be dangerous down the line. Yeah. Could be dangerous down the line. But uh, I don't know. I was – I know this – Aaron vehemently hates this show, but – Aaron also likes things I don't like. So, um, doesn't he also hate Lethal Weapon? Yeah, he does. Which too bad. seems wrong. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I haven't watched an episode of that. I feel like in a couple weeks. Has it not been on? It has not been on. All right. So at least that's why it's not showing up on my Hulu. Yeah. Uh, jumping right into Legends of Tomorrow, keeping the keeping the party rolling. Um, last episode we talked about was Freak Show. Uh, so we're going up to uh, Seattle. 2042, where Gary from the Time Bureau sends a distress signal. <laughs> Gary. I love the name, actually. Yep. And um, uh, anyways, so the team shows up, and essentially what uh, Seattle's under martial law by Argus. So we get a little Argus cameo. Yeah. And apparently they're hunting down and experimenting on metahumans. Yep. And um, they find a – what is it? A uh, hacktivist. Is it Zari? Yep. She's Muslim. She's a lying piece of trash basically for the whole episode <laughs> where all she does is lie to them, that, you know, up, down, left, right, center. And, uh, you know, they invite her to stay on the ship after. I know. She basically like screws them over, lies to them constantly, and they're like, "Constantly, you're our kind of gal." 
come yeah. with us. We need another yeah. crew member for some reason. Yeah. Uh, she has an, she has an amulet or totem or whatever like Amara does. Yep. Um, but she doesn't get animal powers. No. She can like fly. She has like weather. Is it weather she's controlling with that? It, they haven't really said, but it looks like it. She can fly with it. Yeah. Yeah. I got the impression that it was like weather or something. Yeah. So, um, funny part on the show, uh, is when uh, Nate and uh, Amari take a powerful uh, Zambezi hallucinogen. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Because she, she needs to get her powers under control and talk she to her ha- ancestors. Right, who basically says, like, oh, just go with it. Yeah. Trust in <laughs> it's them. It's <all> I. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, goes through a comedy of uh, comedy of errors himself. Hmm. So, um, it was okay. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was and we get a showdown with Sharp again, and 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 Sarah. Yeah. So yeah. they play chicken with spaceships in the time loop. <sighs> Sarah wins. Yeah. Sharp's like, "I'm gonna arrest you next time I find you." She could easily find them. Like that's the most ridiculous <laughs> part of it. Let's just say, uh, yes, yeah. Um. And then the episode ends in 1988 when young Ray encounters I don't know what, which rolls right into the next episode, which was he found a baby Dominator. Because at the beginning of the episode, uh, Ray's talking to Rory about doing a trust fall. And, of course, when Rory goes to fall, Ray disappears. Mm -hmm. But only for a short amount of time. Right, he he comes back later because oh he's he's dead oh maybe not yet oh you know what it was they went back in time before he died so he reappeared right which was really that some actually, weird time loopy kind of stuff but that kind of makes sense yep they went back in time before he died because where they were his he was dead and then when they went back in time before he died he somehow reappeared because he hadn't died yet so he's still there. I mean, he still dies, but they, I guess now the possibility of it can change because they're before that. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's iffy, but yep. okay. It yep. works. It, it shows that they're trying to think a little bit more about time travel and yeah. the way that it works, I guess. I, I still like Rory. Yes. Uh, he's, I, I like good guy Rory that we're seeing, you know, like, like you know, like when when everyone's out there and we think that Gray is is being deceitful and whatnot, what it turns out is that he's just you know, uh, and this is where they screw up time related things. His daughter's going to give birth to their first grandchild, and by the way, they're an acronym, incidentally, and uh, anomaly. I mean, and um, what's the word they use? An acronym, not acronym. Oh, anachronism. So I was close the first time. They're an anachronism to begin with. They're an Akron, so the time, Ohio. Exactly. So the Time Bureau should know all about it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, like he could just pop back there at any time. Right. Because he's in a time ship. You know, like she's like, Dad. Oh, because he creates a fucking FaceTime that can go through time. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of wondered about that, too. I'm like, why is he bothering with all this when he could literally just pop in and out? Yeah, he literally can just, like, whenever he wants to, oh, let's go see my granddaughter being born today, guys. And then yeah. they can go there. And now let's and go see, see it, it again. Happen. And now let's yeah. go see it again. And now right, let's right. pop into exactly. when she's three. And Yeah. But uh, anyways, regardless, um, so it's Rory's idea to take the wave rider and leave a note. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of, that. that's kind of what I liked about it. Yeah. 
So uh, I, I like how Ray is relayed. Uh, not uh, he's portrayed in this episode to be just completely naively good his whole life, mm, and yeah. he's now realizing that these two guys that he thought were his friends when they were when he was a kid, they were actually bullies to yeah. him, picking on him. They're picking on you. No, those are my friends. Yeah, nope. and then as they drive away, like can't believe he thinks we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> just to sell the point home that they're not. <laughs> but I digress. It's um. It, once again, though, with this show, they can't just. It's got to be overly cheesy. It's yep. got to be overly ridiculous with some of this stuff. So, yep. for instance, in this case, um. You know, we've got the baby Dominator. Now, when the Dominators came down, they kind of wrecked everybody. You know, they had yeah. mind control and they mind controlled everybody easily. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, it takes one Dominator per person. They just, they, they wiped out all their brains. And right. now they're just like, nope, they're just physically fighting. You know, they're not going to yeah. use their mental powers. We're just going to beat them up. Um, <laughs> and then the overly cheesy part is when they decide that they have to escape. With the baby Dominator wrapped in a blanket, in a basket, on a bike, and then it decides to use its telekinetic powers to raise the bike up in the sky, and we get a little E.T. moment, and I just groaned. It was ridiculous. I thought the groaning would be the singing singing in the rain dance part. The singing in the rain was kind of ridiculous, but this, you know, it's kind of like that episode with George Lucas where they kept saying George Lucas every time George Lucas was on screen and they wanted to let you know that it was George Lucas, so they'd say George Lucas. And that's like the simplified version. But yeah. that that's what this felt like was, you know, oh, look, look, we've got an opportunity. Let's let's say that this is what E.T. was based on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I picked up on the same thing, thought it was dumb. I thought the singing the rain thing was dumb. Um, who are these people, though? This this the, this government agency there, if you will. I don't know. Is, is this like um, the early version of Argus? Is it the early version of the Time Bureau? They like, don't really say. They're just no. there. And they're dressed like men in black type of thing. So I'm wondering if they're going to be a foil down the road or if it was just meant to be generic shit. They're just they, – they might as well just had signs on their chest that said, Henchman. Yeah. You know? Henchman number one. Henchman number right. two. Um, but I wonder if this Dominator thing will come back to them in the end. Like, like they'll run into the Dominators again, but this one Dominator won't hurt them because it's the baby Dominator and he recognizes them. Right. Well, I wonder maybe. if that will play into effect later. Um, but anyways, but at the end, um, Jax asked Ray to help figure out a way to split Firestorm so Stein can stay with his wife and kid and grandkid and have a normal life. Yeah. Which, because the actor playing Stein is supposed to be leaving the show. Ah, I so that would make sense. Season. Yeah, so, which, I mean, I don't know, Firestorm as one person seems better because Gray's old. I mean, they got to figure out a way to disconnect him at some point because what if he dies? But don't forget, too, that... Originally, uh, Robbie Amell was the other half of Firestorm, and they right. found Jax was compatible. So it could just be that they're going to look for somebody else who's compatible with Jax or something. Okay. Maybe. You know, and, and then we'll get something weird in there. Like, it, it would be odd if they had, like, a uh, a female that Jax found attractive type of thing. Or if they had, like, a sassy older woman or 
I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Either way. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about Flash. Let's finish <laughs> out the, let's finish out the show. So, um, episode three, we get Becky Sharp, the most unlucky woman in the world, who <laughs> gets all kinds of luck. Yep. So, uh, um, I found her unluckiness to be hilarious. Yes. By the way. Yes. Um, comically portrayed to a very good effect. Yes. And then her luck to be, when they, and then when everyone else was unlucky because of all their luck around them, like when, yep. when, uh, uh, just like, um, you know, flash slipping on marbles. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Um, when, oh gosh, I can't think of his name now. Dad's name. Dad, I want I all I can think of is Joe. Oh, yes. When, I wanted to when, say Jesse L. Martin. No, yeah, exactly. Jesse L. Martin. When, uh, Joe's house starts falling apart. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Except when they almost got electrocuted. Right. Um, Yeah, because it got worse and worse. Right. Um, at the end, when Cecile told Joe that she was pregnant and he just kind of did that freeze face and then they cut away, at first I thought, I think a new fucking heart attack. No, they just went for comedy effect. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, otherwise, I, I enjoyed this episode. We learned about how the metas – oh, I know. We didn't learn in this episode. We yes, learned we did. In the next, okay. Well, okay. We learned how – yes, we did learn in this episode how the metas came to be, what happened. And it was when they pulled Flash out of the Speed Force, uh, hit a bus, and that's how it made those 12 people into metahumans that were on the bus. Yep. But so, it seems like the thinker there kind caused of – caused it kind of had a plan for this and knew that it was yep. going to happen at that spot with those people etc yeah and so that that makes at least they've explained it to us finally like i didn't know how long they were going to hold that mystery because like with the last episode the guy's like i'm not the only one so it makes it seem like they're all evil it mm-hmm. just no they're not it's nope you're just a douche yep. uh and uh so we don't know how the others are going to be and because not you know, think about it, you hit ran, twelve random people, they all can't be scum. Well, then again, if the thinker set it up, he could have made sure those twelve random people ended up on that bus, and ended up that way. So that that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. could like yeah. if like if he's that smart or that you know he could have maybe I don't know. Regardless, um, right. Harry shows up with a breakup box, which I think it's hilarious. I that love those, that they're that they they're incorporating yeah that they're incorporating other universes. You know, we got the one 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 day yeah. from Earth nineteen, and now he's like, you don't got you guys don't have breakup boxes on this planet. Yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, what, what, you guys don't have these? Hmm. Oh come on, these are so common. You just break like that. And he goes, and then, and then the breakup box fails. Yeah, and it's like, well, what did she say? Oh, I don't know. Don't you have perfect recall? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yes, I do. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Did you tell me what it said? No, I, I, I really can't. Um, and then Wally disappears in this episode. Yeah. And I love the fact that at the end of the episode, Wally says, um, you guys were battling, you know, like this, this, all this big thing happened, da, 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 and no one noticed I wasn't there. I did. Through the whole yeah. episode, I kept going, where's Wally? Right. Where's Wally? Where's yeah, Wally? For the why past six months, around? he's been the Flash. Yeah. Why isn't Wally around? Why has right. no one mentioned where's Wally? Maybe they all know where he is. So that was kind of dumb. 
but he went to Earth 2 to talk to Jesse. We just don't get to see it. And basically, he decides, yeah, we should be broken up, I guess, so he's going to go away. Yeah. Yeah, we need to break up, so I'm just going to go to another part of this world as well. Like, I can't be in Central City. Yeah, he's got a... Yeah, so whatever. He's going to leave and go to... Did he say where he was going? No. But it's. But he it's, said, I'm a speedster. I can be back here anytime because Joe's sad. Like, I don't want to lose my son. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. That's fine. It happens. Yep. Um, basically, they... The, I don't know about this, but regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, the Star Labs is going to, like, explode again. And, you know, the, 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 I can't think of what it's called, dude. Help me out here. Dark matter? Thank you. The dark matter <laughs> acceler- particle accelerator is going to explode again, and it's going to send it over the city again. But they eventually they say, oh, no, we're going to let it happen. Because right. the only thing it's going to do is neutralize the big, bad, unlucky bubble that's coming off of her. Yeah, but it was something – I had a problem with that at first too, but they said something about it. Like it didn't have something. Like it okay. was missing one part of it. So all it did was deactivate her metahuman power apparently? I think so, yeah. Like, that's what it, but so, like, would it have done anyone else's meta, whoever got, like, anyone else that was affected from that on the bus, would it, if they, they were in the blast zone of the, of their particle accelerator, would it have also deactivated their new meta human powers, I wonder? Maybe. And neutralized hers. It did, yeah. Yeah. But, it, anyways. It'd be interesting to find out. Like, if other metahumans in the area just suddenly it stopped working, they're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Anyway, so we find out that the Thinker has been spying on Flash and his team because the Samuroid helmet is p- sitting perfectly in the corner facing them all, and he has a camera on it. Which have none of them, especially Cisco, ever seen any movie ever? Right. Which Which just, wouldn't they think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't they think that hey, this robotic samurai head with yeah. optical stuff in it would probably be best served put in like a lead line box? Right. Far exactly. away. Don't put it in the corner of the room facing the entire room for us to see. That really seems dumb. Yeah. No, it does seem dumb, yeah. Um episode four. I enjoyed this episode thoroughly because Danny Trejo was in it and it was funny. He plays Breacher, Gypsy's father. Yes. <laughs> and he basically, the long and the short of it, he shows up. And then after trying to get to know Cisco, he decides, I'm going to hunt you and kill you in 24 hours. You would you like a head start? I'm going to count down now. And Cisco runs. And Gypsy's No, no, like, no. Dude, do the countdown justice because he's like 10. Yeah. And then they start talking a little bit. And then he's like, yeah, blah, 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 nine. Blah, blah, like, blah. Are you really counting down right now? Yeah, it takes him a few numbers before he says that. And then at he's, one point, he's like, five. And he goes, you skipped six. I know. Four. <laughs> and he's like, ah. <laughs> And he takes off. And then Gypsy's coming back with, like, tea and realizes, oh, he's hunting him. Yeah. Like, this is normal. Oh, did, oh, during the countdown conversation, has anyone – he goes, what happens to the people when you hunt them? I don't know. What happens to people when they die? Yeah. <laughs> Where do they go? I don't know. Where do people go when they die? <laughs> um, 
But like everything Cisco does is wrong. Like he brings him a cup of coffee. We don't have coffee on my planet because some travesty destroyed everything and it yeah, all centered around the, coffee. The, an alien race invaded and destroyed yeah. all the coffee crops forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, just whatever it was. And, you know, like when Breacher's being introduced to everybody, he's like, fellow lawnman, I have respect for you. Oh, Barry, yeah. just goes assistant. Like, <laughs> ah, it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah. The, uh, now let's also not forget that in this one, we finally got the elongated man. Yes, we get, uh, and he was also on the bus, Ralph. Ralph was it Derby? Dibney. 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 Yeah, Ralph Dibney. And And what a schmuck. Okay. (laughs) This is the thing that I have a problem with a little bit. Uh, Barry has problems with Dibney because he's a corrupt son of a bitch. But when in fact what he did was is he planted evidence on a guy that was guilty that they couldn't catch. But everyone knew he was guilty. Okay. It makes it sound like he did more worse things, but that's what he did. Not it makes it sound like he belongs him. in Gotham, and really, exactly. it was one instance. Right, and Barry, you know, took him down. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Dibney is such a flop sweat, like... <laughs> schlub. Schlub, that it doesn't fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when he's blackmailing the mayor... <laughs> Are you blackmailing me to not blackmail me? Yes, I guess I am. <laughs> That seems like that. You know what this guy reminded me of, and it's not the same guy, but it's the guy in How I Met Your Mother. That every time he gets an erection, he gets a nosebleed. Yes, exactly. Yes, Will Forte. Yeah, uh, playing as um, what was his name? His last name was Warmpus. Yeah, I know. I couldn't think of his first name, but that's who I kept thinking it was as I'm watching the episode. Like that's, and it wasn't him, but that's who I kept thinking it was. If his corruptness would have been he foolishly blackmailed somebody or something, that right. would make more sense. But the, the what he was, what he got caught, what he was accused, what he was got fired for being a corrupted officer for, yep. does not fit how he is now or who he is now or what he does, because he's just such a a, a doofus, you know. Yep. He's he's a goofball. Um, but it, it's funny. It it is. I, I like him as a character. I just don't like what they got kicked him. What he got kicked off the force for? Or whatever. Yes. No, I agree. Um. I, I, I love how much he hates Barry. And yep. the whole episode is like, oh, Barry, you and your perfect life. And he keeps learning new things about Barry as it goes. Like, oh, you've got, you're with Joe's daughter? How did you get someone so attractive? Like everything, everything. <laughs> and then when Barry reveals that he's the Flash, he's like, of course you're the Flash. I liked the Flash. <laughs> he's like, I like the Flash. And no, I can't. Everyone else that gets struck by lightning dies, but not you. You become the Flash. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> I like how he was like talking to him and he's like, you're going to need a code name. And he's like, what do you think about plastic man? I hate it. Yeah. Cisco comes up with an name. Yeah, I, I think that's terrible. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I, I, but see, this is, this is the prime example of someone who was on the bus that, that is not a, a piece of crap. Like he's yep. got a sketchy pass, but it's not that sketchy. Right. But in the end, like, you know, he wants to do the right thing, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he does when he – well, you're right. Like he says when he, he gives him the pictures, he's like, just keep the money, take the pictures. Well, you're not going to black family. No, I'm not. But then like he does blackmail. But if you ever do this again, you know, I'll still have these pictures. So wait, you're blackmailing me to not blackmail me? 
I don't yeah. get it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then, of course, Cisco with Harry's guy, because Harry's sticking around, apparently, which I'm happy. I'm a fan of. Because I like this version of Harry. Yes, I do as well. He's the best version as far as I can tell. Absolutely. So I'm glad he's going to be sticking around more permanently this season, I hope. But anyways, so Cisco basically uses his smarts and skills to prevent Breacher from killing him. Right. And standing up to him to protect things he believes in. When Breacher goes after uh, um, Ralph because he thinks he's a plastoid. Yes, and those were the ones who invaded his world and destroyed coffee. Exactly, yeah. So when Cisco stands up for him and, and you know and stops him, whatever, then you know Breacher gets some uh, respect for him. And then at the end, when they're getting ready to leave, <laughs> when they're getting ready to leave, he's like, "Oh, we've got a da da da. Come on, Cynthia, let's go. Your name is Cynthia." It's Cynthia, you know, because he had asked her earlier and she wouldn't tell him. Yep. And then she threatens him, so he calls him Gypsy. He's like, wait a second. If your name's Cynthia, what's your name? Josh. <laughs> I died laughing. <laughs> Josh and Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but Ralph reveals the guy that hired him to investigate the mayor being an adulterer. Was DeVoe. Yes. The same DeVoe that Abracadabra and Savitar had mentioned previously. Yep. Which was cool to see the throwback. And- yes, exactly. And after not addressing Caitlin's uh, backstory issues in the previous episode, at the end of this episode, she comes home and finds a note message on her door, but I don't know what it was. No. See it. Or read it. So. Right. Because, you know, she still has the Killer Frost tendencies and she still has her, back, her backstory going on that they haven't do- dove into. So Right. Yeah. But this week's episode looks really good with them at the bar. I mean, yep. you know, very drunk somehow. Yep. I'd like to see how they figured that one out and just everything else. So I don't know. It's really fun. I'm looking forward to this episode. Yeah. So that covers all the DC stuff, which way longer than I thought we were going to talk about those. But that that works. Um, especially seeing how I wasn't sure what we we're going to have to talk about, period, going forward to today. Um, do you want to talk about Inhumans or you just want to say fuck it? I want to say fuck Inhumans. I watched okay. – I've seen seven out of the eight episodes and fuck this show. Yeah. I'm, I'll finish it at some point to finish it, but it's not a, a high priority for me right no. now. No. I'm just happy that it's almost done. Yeah. I, I feel like this was a big swing and a miss from – Disney Marvel Studios and and again this was supposed to be a movie yeah this yeah. was on their docket to be a feature length movie and I don't know if like they got a completely different crew when they switched it over to be a um, TV series and said you know like okay we're gonna scrap whatever it was in the movie and do this or what happened but this is ridiculous yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah by the way on the gifted. I just kind of put two and two together that uh, the Senatal Services agents are are SS agents. Yeah. Doesn't that seem wrong? Uh, it kind of does, but yeah. I, I think that they're saying that enough time has passed that yeah. I guess. 
but they're essentially doing the same thing. Yeah, alliteration is a big thing, so, you know, they could have been, like, the Sentinel Bureau, and it just doesn't have the same ring to it, I guess. Oh, no, it, it doesn't. It does not. No, I agree with that, but I don't know. I just, just I don't know. Throwing that out there. Regardless, though, uh, The Gifted. Yep. Um, basically, they've rescued everyone. They bring them back to the underground, and... You know, with, with reason, no one recognizes. Got couple. Someone recognizes Reed, and no one trusts him. Um, but that makes sense because he prosecuted them for so long. Okay. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet. But go ahead. Sure, I don't have to talk about it. No, that's fine. All right, I, I forgot. So basically, he, the Sentinel Services agents are moving in on where they are. Like. They've set up this perimeter, and they're just checking it, and they're moving it inward the whole way. So they're eventually going to find where this compound is. And so Reed goes out and lures them all away. He uses himself as bait to lure them all away. And that's how he kind of proves themselves to the to the rest of the mutants because, hey, you know, he wants to save his kids and protect his kids and everything. Yep. Um, on the other side of things, uh, Polaris – uh, confronts the girl that stuck the fake memory in her head because she sees him. She sees her do it to some. She sees Polaris does or do Blink it. does. Sorry, Blink does. My okay. apologies. Blink confronts her. She sees her do it to somebody else, and she's starting to doubt the memory herself. So she confronts her about it, and she says, "Yes, I put that in there because we had to." And and then she is rightfully so pissed off. Yeah. Um. You know, I really don't want to ruin this one for you. Okay. Yeah, I really don't want to ruin this one for you. You, you kind of need to watch it. Works for me. I'm planning on it. It's it's on my yeah. list of must watch versus. Eh, I'll throw that on we'll, the back. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Yeah. So, what else did you watch, John? Um. Well, I watched the the comedy duo that we love so much, Superstore and The Good Place. <sighs> yeah. Those were great this week. They really were. Superstore gave us the health plan. Oh God! Uh, which was hilarious, and I loved at one point the the guy from the warehouse is just like, "Look, it's simple. All you have to do is make it affordable and fully covering, and really good for all of us, and cheap." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, gee, that's simple. Yeah, why didn't we just do that?" Right, exactly. No, they essentially start out with this this like you said, like um, they they find out that their insurance not they find out, but their insurance sucks. People can't go get medical coverage or medical help because they can't afford it. Yeah, because they have like a four thousand dollar deductible, whatever it is. Yeah, and at the beginning of it, Dina makes comment about you know a mole that she had removed, and Glenn's like, "Oh, somebody had you know like he was trying to make a joke about plastic surgery, right?" Uh, and and she's like, "Yeah, well, it was cancerous, and now I'm cancer free." Yep. And so yeah, he it was scary. To- it was touch and go there for a minute, but now we're all set. Yeah, and then he starts questioning a mole that he has on his penis, on the under, underside of his penis. And we go through a hilarious montage of him trying to get through the auto recording system to get to a person because he won't – they keep saying, tell us what you're you, – you tell us why you want to talk to a dermatologist. And it's a recording, and he can't even bring himself to say penis to a female voice recording. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> or that he has a mole on his penis. Can I get a man a man recording? Like it's yeah, yeah that was <laughs> hilarious. Um, and then eventually he tells Dina like she you know like because 
he tells Dean, and then once he finally does get an appointment, it's not for like six months. So he tells Dina, who convinces, and through a um, a, a series of events, uh, he decides he's going to show Dina his mole because she's like, "Yeah, let me see it." And but then he realizes he can't just take his pants off in front of her, so he puts up like uh, he basically makes a glory hole. Yeah. Yeah, he puts up a cloth and stands behind it. And then he's very specific. He's like, I'm going to pretend that it's not me back here, but it's a shorter employee and you can't see him. And I'm I'm not going to talk to him. behind them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and he won't say a word and I'm not going to talk to him. And she's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I've seen plenty of penises. And so she, he sticks his, his, his penis through the hole and it's digitized, but you can see it flopping around stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, he goes, she was like, well, I don't see anything. It's on the underside. So he goes, she goes to lift it up. Don't touch it. How much am I going to see underneath it? So she grabs a pen. He's like, oh, not that pen. I write paychecks. I sign paychecks for that. Right. So she, so she grabs a pencil and lifts his penis up. <laughs> and then, um, oh, it's not Garrett, thank you. Garrett opens the door to get his eval, and he's like, Glenn's penis. Glenn's penis. Glenn's penis. And he just rolls away. Yep. And then Dina takes – got to send a picture of this to my derm to see what they have to say. So she takes a picture of it and sends it away. And then later on, they're sitting there at the office together, and she gets a response. Oh, my derm says it's fine. Nothing to worry about. And then basically he's like, oh, but I have this to blackmail you with now, a picture of your penis on my phone. And she shows him the phone, and it's digitized out. I mean, it was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. (laughs) (sighs) And then there was a complicated Ponzi scheme health thing going on. Right. This is the pyramid scheme I'm totally in. Yeah. And and we got a little bit more of the pharmacist who gets way too little screen time. Uh, He needs much more screen time. Yeah. Because he's friggin' great. Yeah, especially when, like, uh, Mateo goes up to him and basically he's like, can I buy some drugs? And he just wants um, antibiotics for an ear infection he has, which is how it started all this. And he's like, here's some expired amoxicillin. Oh, what's this? Is that an Oxycontin or is that a sweet tart? Pops in his mouth. Hmm, can't tell. A few seconds later. Oh, yeah, that's an Oxy. That was an Oxy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then Glenn – so Glenn uh, he, Glenn asked him first to look at his mole, and he's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then Glenn feels uncomfortable taking his pants off, so the pharmacist <laughs> doesn't hesitate and drops trow. And then he's and then Glenn won't look at it, and now the pharmacist is offended that he won't look at his penis. So then when he finally does, Glenn's like, oh, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was great. It was great. And and then following right on the footsteps of that one, we had uh, The Good Place, which yep. they were helping Janet deal more with her heartache over Jason that she didn't realize but then did realize. And Derek, I love Derek. I love Jason Manzoukas anyway. Too, but I love Derek as a character, uh, the, the yes. person that Janet created in like thirty seconds or something like that to be her boyfriend. And so he's simple, and he's he he has kind of a positive, upbeat attitude, but at the same time, he's a moron. 
like at one point he's in that tree and he's just like hanging out and breaking off branches and saying like, this is my home now. This is Derek's home. You can't come into Derek's home. It was just so well done. I loved it. I, I loved every minute of watching him try to be a real boy, essentially. And because like they they were breaking up, you know, they had a fight. He's existed for like less than a day. It's been like a few hours that he has existed and they're already having a fight and don't want to live with each other anymore in the void. You know, she lives in a void and he, he says that part of it's his void too. You know, he carved out a chunk of it for himself. And so then she kicks him out of the void. It, it was just, it was so well done. And they basically had to help her get over the whole Jason thing uh, and realize that, it, you know, they, they kind of tried to breaking up Jason and Tahani in order that Jason could get together with Janet. But like he says, he's like, I don't remember ever loving her. And it's true. You know, it's been, God, how many times? Thousands of times yes. they reset. Yes. So. Hundreds. Yeah. So basically he doesn't remember that, but they, they, in the end, they find a way to work around it so that Janet can be herself and not keep malfunctioning. Yep. Um, and, uh, and- I like how Janet has to absorb Derek's essence back into herself, basically by making out with him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and and then he's in the casket and he's still talking. Uh, isn't he deactivated <laughs> or dead? This is as dead as he can be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we see him. He doesn't have to be in every episode, but I hope we see him pop up here and there. I think it would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be great. I, th- I, I th- he's absolutely hilarious. Yep, absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, Eleanor showed Chidi the tape of them having sex oh, and yeah. then talking Finally about it after. Yeah, and basically they're both kind of shocked. You know, he reveals that he's shocked about, it, but he also reveals that he has no emotional feelings for her, but she clearly does. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because she watched the tape so many times. Who knows? Right. Um. But at the end of the day, Michael returns to his office and finds Sean sitting there waiting with him with a stack of papers that were lead to believe are all the failed reboots. Right. Yeah, because basically it was like Michael says, okay, everything's fine. We're just going to keep going forward from here because they were yeah. like, why don't you just reset us? And then he, Jason won't remember that he's in love with Tahani and he can fall in love with Janet. And they, Michael's like, no, we've come this far. We've done yeah. all these reboots. Let's just do it. And he's like, everything's going to be fine from here on out. And then he opens it up and yeah. Which, you know what? Those, that stack of paperwork could easily just as be employee evaluation time. Yep. Type of thing. Not <laughs> all the reboots, but we'll find out. <laughs> right. It's a great show. It is. It, it just keeps show. getting better and better. Between that one and Superstore, I oh, look yeah. forward to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday nights are funny on NBC. But uh, I, I saw a thing, and maybe it was wrong, but when I was doing my research for my notes for this, the next episode of Superstore listed is December 5th. So are they going on a hiatus for a month? Oh, wow. Maybe. I mean, obviously, my source, could, Wikipedia, could have been wrong. But no. uh, we could yeah, be I know. No. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yep. We'll see. Um, let's see here. Oh, I caught up on Mr. Robot. Are you caught up? Yes. Okay. Um, good episodes. Yeah. The uh, the second one was okay. It wasn't bad, but it was a little boring. It was what happened to Terrell. 
in the the time missing. You know, we get to see it right from the moment that he went missing. We got to see why Elliot ended up in his SUV uh, in that parking lot. We got to it, see it, it, it how clo- he... It, it closed off a lot of, or it, yeah, it answered a lot of questions. Yes. Yeah, but we got, we got it, to it see really a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and a lot of him shirtless cutting wood. Well, yeah, he's got to chop some wood. Yeah. But basically, it really, he, he yeah. was like in witness protection by the Dark Army. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what it boiled right. down to. Yeah. Especially after he, this was after he, um, after he shot Elliot, right? Um, or does it lead no. up? No, it leads up to him shooting Elliot. That's yes. right. Yeah. It leads up to him shooting Elliot. He was in the cabin Elliot. and Elliot yes. went to jail and he was losing right. his mind and. That's right. Okay. So it leads up to him shooting Elliot. Yep. And then we go to the next episode. Yep. Where we see a lot of, we see a lot more people. We see that like Elliot, um, not Elliot, um, Oh, the blonde girl, help me out here, Angela. Yes, we see that. Like previous, prior to this season, we don't know that anybody else realizes that he's got this split personality going on, right? And in this season, we're finding out that basically <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows because now we know Angela knows, Tyrell knows, his sister knows. Like anyone that knows him knows. The FBI doesn't know apparently, right? Um. But I thought, yeah, episode four, the most recent episode, was definitely better of the two. Yes. Um, I love know. the new way that they're doing it where they actually, like, will show you Elliot in one scene and then Christian Slater in the next one. Yes. It was always cool having the two of them on there and yeah. not knowing. But now that we know, it's so good to see them actually, like, swap them out. Like, it's now like Christian Slater's there and he's in charge. It's like the scene where Christian Slater's in the room with Angela and Tyrell and they're talking about what's going on, and then for whatever reason, all of a sudden, Elliot pops back in. Yeah. And they realize it, and, like, Angela, like, knocks him out with some sort of injection. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, like, we're seeing two different people. They're not. I right. mean, Right, they're just weird. seeing Rami Malek all the time, but exactly. they're, yeah. they're seeing that it is Jekyll and Hyde kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's really added a whole new... At, not atmosphere, or a whole new element to the show. Yes. With how everyone knows who he is. Yep. You know, and I don't know. I, I just, it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's great. Uh, at the end of the episode, basically, Angela pulls some strings to get him fired yes. from Evil War. <laughs> Dude, not just fired, but because they basically found out what he's been doing as Elliot. And how yes. he kind of screwed them over. Yes. And, uh, so she gets him fired, fired. Like, she's like, I want him banned from every one of our, uh, buildings. I want him to, like, be escorted off the premises if he even shows up at a place. Like, she wants him washed. Yeah. Completely washed and wiped. Yep. Yeah. And it was a plan that she came up with, with Mr. Robot. Cause then she walks in and he's like, what happened? And she's like, yeah, it'll yeah. be done. He's going to be gone. Good. Um, so the FBI or whatever, they catch the F society video people. Yeah. That one guy, the one guy and yeah, I don't know. 
That's obviously a diversion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, like, basically just put on the mask and got on his knees and put his hands behind his head. Like, he was waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he put the mask on even. So. Yep. Um, and then, what was he? So Tyrell still doesn't know that his wife is dead. Right, that's right. I was like, yeah. wait, no, she's not. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, she's dead. She got shot in the head. And the baby is in DHS custody or something. He still doesn't know because he hasn't contacted them. Yep. Because the level, like, he had, I mean, because they went over in, in the episode all about him hiding in the woods. Like, he got the divorce paperwork and he tries to escape and they catch him and bring him back and they kill a local cop and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he doesn't know his wife is dead because he's right. looking for safe passage for his family. Right. To the Ukraine in this episode. And Irving is just like, yep, okay. And Irving knows that his wife is dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a great show. Good episodes. Oh, really well, great. Good, good episode four. Episode five's on tonight, Wednesday, Wednesday night, the 8th. So. Yep. Looking forward to that. <sighs> I, I like the fact that that uh, was Sam Esmail, the creator. Yep. I like the fact that he writes the majority of the shows, but he directs every episode, so it's all his vision. Right. I do enjoy that. You can definitely tell, like, when you're watching a show like, say, Supernatural, um, or even like used to be with the X-Files or whatever, you can definitely tell when it was jumping around from director to director and show to show and everything. You know what I mean? Yep. The different writers, the different looks, the different feels, which which can work for, like, episodic TV like that, where you have your Monsters of the Week and then your overall mythology episodes. But with um, Mr. Robot, where it's basically all mythology, I mean, yeah, all one storyline from beginning to end. Right. It works having the one guy do them all. Exactly. So, yes. Um, anywho. Um, yeah. So, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, The Good Doctor. Uh, it, it, it was a, it's a good show, I yep. guess. It's, it's nothing, nothing to sing praises about. Yep. Um, or, you know, to want to sit here and talk about a lot. I watched right. the middle. Yep. Again, it's kind of the same stare. Funny. Um, this week's episode, everyone feels like they're underappreciated. And so they're all just going to stop what they do. Um, and then in the end, the, you know, something happens to grandma. So they all kind of band back together, back to how they were. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's kind of about it for me, TV wise. I didn't. I, oh, I watched the the Orville episode that involved the capital punishment with the likes and the dislikes. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched that one. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, like where they live hand- in a society where people, uh, your everyday interactions with the people and how the public perceives you based on if you've committed a crime. Yeah, and, and again, I get what they were going for. I understand yep. it. It is pertinent to today's culture. It just didn't feel like a, a typical Star Trekky kind of thing. It, it kind of did, but kind of didn't. Yeah, there's um, there's some very huge similarities between this episode and an episode of Black Mirror from last season. Uh, well, yeah. my thought also, like, it was so easy for people to just walk up and poke you and be like, eh, thumbs down. Yeah. What's yeah. to stop somebody from just like, while you're sleeping? Thumb, da, 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 da. Well, I don't know if you could, I mean, do you only get to vote one time? I don't know. They didn't really, yeah. you know, talk about it. They didn't really explain that part of it, but people could just walk up and like, meh. 
and that was it. Yeah. It did feel like I could see that happening the way things go today, kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was like that episode of Black Mirror. They essentially had the same type of thing, you know. Like right. at that place, you had more than five hundred thousand, you know, uh, down like down votes. Then you couldn't even. We wouldn't even serve you in here. I got a lot of those in my twenties. I'm different <laughs> now. Like, I mean, it is all the ultimate showing how your actions when you're younger can affect you know what happens when you're older. I guess you know health wise, drugs, whatever, blah blah blah. But I don't know. I, I, I see what you want. I, I didn't watch the most recent episode after that one, but I did watch that one. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I haven't watched the most recent one either. Yeah. Um, but that kind of that kind of surmises it. I haven't watched Gotham. I don't know if I'm gonna. Oh, uh, I watched Gotham, and these were my notes that I wrote down. Professor Pig is dumb. Barbara okay. is dumb. Yeah. Harvey is dumb. Penguin yeah. and his goons are dumb. Yeah. Th- those were my notes on the show. Yeah, I'm three episodes behind. I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced I'm going to try to catch up. A lot of people are in the same boat. It's actually, uh, the ratings have dipped dramatically from what I understand. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing I want to talk about is that movie that I, you and I went to. So am I to assume that you did not watch any of Stan Against Evil? I have not watched Stan Against Evil yet. Okay. We will not talk about it then. Yeah, I, I will. I just, I haven't. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll drop off my one bit of news. The Orville got renewed for season two. Yes. And to add to that, there were talks and we're still not a hundred percent sure, but Disney was in talks to buy, uh, Fox's entertainment branch, which yep. would include their Marvel the properties like yes. X-Men and Deadpool. Uh, last I'd heard the, the talks were no longer going on. Like both parties had stopped yep. talking. Yep. Doesn't mean that it's not a, uh, not going to happen. It just means that right now the talks are done. So yep. we'll see. I, I'd love to see it. I really too. would. But as would I. Um, so anyhow, but yeah, we do have one thing to talk about. Yes. Yeah, speaking of Marvel, this movie you and I went and saw the other day on yep. Monday after training. Yep. And that was uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And for those listening. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. If you don't want to hear about Thor, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, for those who have watched it or they want to hear about what we're going to talk about, continue on. That's right. Um, I thought this was a great movie. I did as well. I I can't say Jeff, that it was the greatest, but no, I thought that it was no. a great movie. The Jeff Goldblum character didn't uh, didn't annoy me as much as I thought it would. It actually worked. Yep. Uh, you know, I, based on the trailer, I figured like Thor was kind of captured early and like it, the trailer was cool, but the, the progression of what happened, the movie was different than what I perceived was going to be happening from the trailer. Yes. You know, essentially right at the beginning of the flick, he is captured, um, uh, comically so by, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in a cage talking to a skeleton. Like, yep. How long have you been here? <laughs> like typical, like kind of. He almost does like a monologue that catches us up to where we are. Right. Yep. From when we last saw him, yeah. Because it's and, been two years since uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yes, yes, that's the storyline. And um, he gets dropped down, and he's faced off with what's the character's name? The Fire oh, God. Uh, 
it was like scars or something like scars. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's basically this, this creature made of fire that his, his, you know, Thor's been having dreams of seeing him over a burning, um, Asgard. Asgard. And so that's why he came to stop him. And there's a big battle and he takes his, his crown. Yep. Um, takes it back to ask, to, to Asgard to put it in the vault. Sorry, it's Surtur. Surtur, yeah. And when Surtur's by Clancy Brown, by the way. Yes, by, and when Surtur's trying to, uh, unveil his plan to him, uh, Thor's chained up and slowly turning in a circle. So every time he turns back to him, Thor's like, oh, hold on a second. Let me come back around now so I can see what you have to say. And they actually do that like two or three times. Yep. He's like, I swear I'm not even moving. It's just doing this on its own. Yeah. And when, when Thor gets back to Asgard, he realizes that Loki is pretending to be Odin. Yep. Which we saw that in the last flick. Yep. And it was a scenario almost kind of like, ooh, I wonder how this is going to play out quickly and uh, hilariously. Yep. Uh, when he gets back, everyone's grouped around Odin who's sitting around in his robe and he's watching a play of the fall of Loki uh, and his death. And Loki's being played by uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> Thor is being played by Liam Hemsworth's brother. Yep. Which is hilarious. And then Sam Neill is playing Odin in it. And it's basically a very dramatic death scene of Loki. And then everyone celebrates. And then Thor forces Loki to reveal himself from Odin to be Loki and to every in front of everybody. And then they head off to try to find him. And they go to New York City where they discover that an old age home that Loki put him in is now rubble. Yep. And then Doctor Strange shows up. He does, and he kind of kidnaps Loki. Well, he doesn't really, he like portals him somewhere where he's been. Yeah, where later we Falling for two weeks or something. He goes, I've been falling for 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Which, that could suck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, basically, Doctor Strange takes Thorin and is like, all right, well, your dad's here. Uh, I know where he is, but he didn't want me to tell you. He seemed adamant about staying in, in, in reclusion, um, but I'll tell you. And then there's some hilarity that, that, that gathers to he's in Norway. And we get Loki comes back, of course, and then Loki and Thor uh, are zapped to Norway by Doctor Strange, and then we don't see him again in the movie. And Odin basically says, you know, you know Elizabeth, I'm coming. <laughs> and uh, basically reveals that he's dying he's about to die and that they have a sister and she's evil and she's coming and uh, she I you know I basically I I exiled her and captured her because she's crazy and, and a powerful killer and then of course the second Odin dies a portal opens up and she appears and Loki makes the horrendous mistake by telling you know uh, them to portal them out of there, and of course she follows. Oh, I'm sorry. She breaks Thor's hammer. Yeah, like smashes it. Yeah, he throws it at her. She catches it and crumbles it. And it gets revealed later on um, when we see later on that she used to wield it. Yes. Yeah. 
So, so she was worthy at some point. Exactly. Um, which kind of seems weird because she's pure evil. Well, she, it's kind of like how in the early versions of the Bible, God was like all about vengeance and vindictiveness and stuff. Oh, yeah, and true. then he became like a good God and he was like, Oh no, we'll forgive people and we'll be peaceful. You know, she was just doing what Odin wanted and back then they were conquerors. So it wasn't that she was yeah. evil per se. It was just that, you know, she was good at being bad. But then he decided that he wanted to be good. Yep. And so they, she was like, no, I still want to be evil. Or he wanted to stop at nine realms. She wanted to conquer everything. And so that's why he exiled her and he sent the Valkyrie after her and Valkyrie, all but one were destroyed and we meet her later. But anyways, um, while they're in the, uh, the, the rainbow tunnel heading back to, uh, Asgard, she throws both of them out of it. Yep. And they both end up... Which was a cool visual, too, seeing it shatter like glass. Yeah, it it really was. And they both end up... um, Well, what's the planet they end up on? Oh, I don't remember the name of it. I I called it the planet of the Junkions, because that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I know. That was very funny. Um, Anyway, so yeah, they they end up where they end up. And... uh, the planet of the junkions, whatever. And this is where we get the battle world, if you will. And this is where Thor, uh, where Thor is captured and he's forced to fight like he's going to be a gladiator. And this is where we get, uh, Judge Reinhold. No, uh, <laughs> the hell's his name? I'm tired. The, the Grandmaster? Yeah, the Grandmaster. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I said his name earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get Jeff Goldblum's character, the Grandmaster, where he basically rules this world, and the big thing he does is that they fight. He has gladiators fighting in a piece of it. It's like kind of a modern version of Roman times. But why does this planet have all this trash being dumped on them? It seems like there are wormholes all over this planet that it, basically what she was saying was – uh it's kind of at a nexus point, like everything passes through here somehow. So it seems like it's garbage, like space garbage, debris, you know, wormholes yeah. are sucking stuff up constantly. So it would be like satellites or probes or spaceships that get lost. That was my and, impression of it. But the thing is, is like, um, you have scavengers that are on where all the dump trash comes out and they, they're cannibals. Yep. Like they're starving, so they're cannibals. But then you have people, everyone watching the battles. So it doesn't, that, that's kind of weird in that respect. Like they don't go into the class of the citizens very much in this, except that, you know, there, there's cannibals that want to eat Thor. And then the, the girl shows up and she's like, no, I'm going to take him because I can get paid money for him. And you know what I mean? Yep. And she just kills them all. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people getting killed in this rather easily. Yes. A lot of uh, death. But Thor, to, Thor is basically made to fight, and the only way he can get at – oh, and then we see Loki is there, but somehow Loki being Loki is is not captured. He's in their good graces. He somehow seems to have some sort of title. He's been there for like three months already when Thor wasn't even there before Thor even showed up because of time there works wonky. Yep. So – Excuse me. And then they fight 
I guess Thor's is brought into the arena and he turns out he's going to fight the Incredible Hulk because Banner apparently crashed there uh, two years ago, but he's been the Hulk the entire time. Right. The Hulk refuses to turn back into Banner. Yeah, which I didn't realize he could do that, but I guess on this planet he can? Maybe because of the way that time moves differently, I guess? Because, like, I've always been, to like, t- to me, like, in the movies and everything else, when the Hulk starts to calm down, that's when he becomes Banner. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, there's some hilarity. They fight. It's a good battle between the two of them. I'm a big fan of the Hulk. It is. It goes back and forth pretty well. They, uh, they I mean... Excuse me, sorry. Uh, they go back and forth pretty well. You know, one's winning, then the other one's winning, and people are quite shocked at the fact that, you know, somebody's actually getting this far against the champion because nobody's ever beaten the champion. They just end up dead, like Doug. And, yeah. you know, Thor is new Doug because yeah. he's going to be dead. And But it turns out that the girl that, that helped, that captured Thor and is apparently friends with Hulk is a the, the last surviving Valkyrie yeah. of Asgard. And when Thor finds that out, he basically eventually talks her into helping him. So you have – and then um, Thor manages to get the, uh, the probe off his neck that electrocutes him constantly. And he heads down and they find the um, – uh, the, the Quinjet. And he's going to try to take off on the Quinjet to get to Asgard because he's got to stop his sister. Right. Who on Asgard is killing people left and right, proclaiming that she's the ruler, creating and raising an army of the dead, sending the people of Asgard into hiding, trying to find the sword because Heimold came and took the sword, trying to find the sword that turns the – their uh, what's it called? The uh, Rainbow Road. The Rainbow Road thing back on so that way they can get places. So she's kind of trapped on Asgard, but she's cementing herself as as the ruler and the leader there this, this whole time. And The um, Bifrost. That's what it is. The Bifrost. The Bifrost, yeah. Which leads to the Rainbow Road. Yeah. So long and the short of it, Thor convinces – so Thor, when he gets to the Quinjet, accidentally plays a video of uh, – Natasha. Natasha. Scar- I was I could think of a Scarlet Witch, and it's not Scarlet Witch, but anyways. Uh, and when Hulk sees her, it's like, boom, he becomes Bruce Banner eventually. Yeah. And then now we have Bruce Banner, and he's kind of freaking out because he's been Hulk for two years, and he doesn't. he's on an alien planet, and he doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and but- he's scared because if the Hulk was in control for two years, what's to stop him the next time he changes over from losing control yeah. again? So he's afraid that he'll never get – yeah, become Banner again. So basically the Valkyrie, Thor, and Banner steal a ship and head off and they start a revolution uh, on the planet with the other captured soldiers and deactivate all their probes that electrocute them, uh, gladiators that is, so they can do an uprising so that they can steal a ship and escape through the Devil's Anus. <laughs> Which is the name of that portal. <laughs> which is the name of the biggest portal, so they can head to Asgard so that he can fight her sis- his sister. Yep. And uh, Loki does something right, finally, when uh, all the revolutionary people find Loki, and they're like, we're going to get on that big ship and get out of here. Do you want to go? And he's like, yes. And he leads them to Asgard and shows up at just the right time, and... 
Big, there was a lot of that fight. too. People showing up at just, just the, right the right time. time. Big fights, big battle, big colorful, like <laughs> awesome looking scenes, uh, great soundtrack, great music. You know, uh, Thor does what he needs to do to uh, stop his sister. Yep. And Loki helps out, and the Valkyrie helps out, and someone gets uh, retribu- uh, retribution for being a bad guy, but he dies. So that's cool. And essentially Asgard is leveled, but that's to stop his sister. Right. And Thor and the rest of the Asgards that are alive are all in this giant ship with the revolutionary people from the Junkion world, and and they, they, they head off. And Thor is now like the king of the people. And there's a hilarious scene where there's this giant cat, wolf, whatever. Not a cat. It's a giant wolf. Uh and no one can stop the wolf. And, and Banner's like, I know what I need to do. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. You're going to – he goes, you'll see how you recognize me now. And he jumps out of the ship and he tries to turn into <laughs> Hulk. But instead he just freaking belly flop face, face plants on the fucking road. <laughs> he just looks, he looks like a corpse. Dead. Yeah. yeah. And he's dead. I mean, he is dead. It is hilarious. <laughs> and then, of course, he off screen, you know, he becomes the Hulk and then he battles this – giant wolf and eventually destroys it but yep. oh my god that was hilarious yeah just flop and, and then just the corpse laying there like a rag doll yeah i mean <laughs> it was great it was good stuff um and then the ps scene that we get after the uh for midway through the credits is it basically looks like it's um not apothis god that's stargate wow god why did my brain go there what the Wow, that I mean, like I thought you were gonna go with something out of DC or something. No, dude, I could think all I could think was Apophis right now. What's no. the guy's name? Thanos. Thanos. God, Thanos's ship shows up, which I well, guess goes. We to assume that. it's Thanos. We assume ship. it's it sure his ship looks like it because yeah, they stop because they're heading to Earth, and this kind of plays into the beginning of the the leaked footage of the of the. Uh, Avengers Infinity tra- Infinity Wars trailer where you see Thor floating in space. Yep. So we shall see. Yep. It was a good yeah. movie. Yeah. There was another PS at the end and then of course at the end it says Thor will return in, in Avengers Infinity War. So. Yep. Yeah, I like the flick a lot. <clears throat> yeah, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, it was. So anyhow. I guess that's that's it for me. Is that it for you? That's it for me. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, I will – I I guess we'll talk to you next week. Uh, You can find me on the Twitter at SuperstarML. Or me at the Quantum Geek G33K. And the show is at What Did You Watch? And the Facebook is What Did You Watch This Week? And thanks. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 